Good day, Community Bible Baptist Church from your missionaries in Australia, the Marshall family. We just wanted to thank you for your prayer and financial support, as well as give you a brief update of what God is doing here in Australia. Um, despite everything that's going on in the world, our family is doing well, and the church is doing well as well. Uh, we have not been able to have church services in person uh, from the end of March to about the 19th of July. All of our services have been all live-streamed or via Zoom. Uh, but during that time, we've seen God add two or three families to the church. Uh, we have seen um, <clears throat> more people get, being getting involved um, in attending different services. And so God has really been blessing in that way. And the three weeks since we've been back having in-person services, we've had first-time visitors in two out of the three weeks. 
And just last Sunday, one of the men who accepted Christ as a Savior at the beginning of the year uh, brought a workmate to church, and uh, it was great to be able to share the gospel with him and speak to him. And we're praying that he will come to know Christ as his Savior soon. Um, we've asked for prayer for Daniel Grunwald, a boy in our church who has had cancer. His surgery was successful. As far as we, as far as it seems, the, the leg has been able to be saved, and he has chemotherapy for the rest of the year. Uh, so if you'd be continuing to pray for him and for his family, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Another prayer request would be on Wednesday, Brianna will be flying back to the U.S. to be able to go back to Crown College and be able to start her uh, third year there um, at, on this Wednesday. And so be in prayer for her if you would. Uh, but again, that's just a brief update of how things are going here. Uh, we're praying for you, praying that the Lord is blessing you there in spite of all that's going on. And uh, we just look forward to uh, what God is going to do in the future. Well, amen. We're thankful for all of our missionaries, thankful for the Marshall family, and thankful for your support of our missionaries and this continued support, um, even through these crazy months. Um, we've been able to pay all of our missionaries. We're thankful for those that give on a monthly basis. I was just thinking we have 74 uh, missions uh, families that we, uh, that we support. And if you think about that, you think about the fact that we have 74 ambassadors all around the world that are out giving the gospel, and uh, he told about one who's got saved, and if we have one of those a week from all of our missionaries, that's 74 people from around the world that are getting saved, plus what God's doing here. So just stay uh, committed to your missions giving, and uh, we appreciate all that you do. Well, we're excited tonight to have Brother Gugino coming to preach for us again. He does a great job. It's been a great addition. Glad that he and his wife are both here, and uh, just looking forward to uh, what he'll have for us. We're going to begin our service with a word of prayer. Sing a few more songs and then get out of the way and let Brother Jim come. Father, we're so thankful for your goodness. Thankful that yes. you've given us safety over there in Haiti, Lord. And the children and preacher Valerie and the team. Lord, I pray that you would just bring them back safely to us. Father, help them to accomplish what they set out to accomplish. And then tonight, Lord, I just pray that you just continue to stir our hearts. Father, thank you for our missionaries. Thank you for the marshals. Thank you for their willingness to go. Father, they had a call on their life. And Father, they answered that call. And Father, I pray that you bless them. And even this week, Lord, give them fruit for their labors. Lord, thank you for each and every one of our missionaries. And Father, I pray that you bless them. It's been difficult days for them, too. And Father, we're so thankful for the members of Community Bible Baptist Church who got behind our missions program so that they can continue, Lord, to do what you've called them to do. Lord, tonight, Brother Jim gets ready to preach, Lord. I pray that you use him, Father, help us clear our minds, clear our hearts. And, uh, Father, we've got a busy week ahead, I'm sure, but, Father, help us not to be thinking about tomorrow and just take, take the moments that we have here tonight to examine ourselves and, Father, grow closer to you. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to ask one of you to stand here tonight. His name is Brother Dory. He sits on the front row. Brother, if you could stand right there and face the congregation. We were practicing this song right before church. And he was singing louder on this song than all the ensemble and the musicians. So I said, Brother Dory, do you want to sing verse 1? One of the verses? So is it okay that we have Brother Dory sing this first verse by himself? ended and I crossed the swelling tide 
when the bright and glorious morning I shall see. I shall know my Redeemer when I reach the other side, and His smile will be the first to welcome me. For I shall know Him, I shall know Him, and redeemed by His side I shall stand. I shall know Him, I shall know Him, by the print of the nails in His hand. Through the gates to the city and a robust father's fire, he will 
Amen. Thank you so much for that. Everybody singing out, praise the Lord, right? He inhabits, inhabits the praises of his people. Amen for that. We've got to make much of the Lord because he made much of us, didn't he? Dying for our sins. Thank you, Brother John, for leading us in worshiping the Lord. Well, it is, once again, a tremendous blessing to bring the Word of God. Community Bible Baptist Church, my church. So I praise the Lord for that. Been here quite a few months now and just appreciate the pastor. Uh, trusted me to be behind the sacred desk. And, and uh, Lord willing, we'll get the Word of God out and would honor Him. And that's what we want to do and bless you, I hope. Let's pray, huh? Lord, we love you. We just thank you so much, Lord. Uh, we, we sang about the blood tonight that makes it so that we can be with you and have that day that will be with you forever, that eternal day. We, we, we honor you. We bless you. I pray, Lord, that your presence would be felt here, as it already is, really. And that, Lord, you would allow me to get these truths of, across so that you would speak to your folks and all of our hearts as we need truth in our journey. So I pray, Lord, you would minister to us, help, our, uh, help us be attentive and listen on purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel in chapter 30. 1 Samuel in chapter 30, go to a few verses tonight. I want to talk to you about a, uh, a topic that I think is just absolutely uh, important. 1 Samuel and chapter 30. I want to talk about, pastor said this a few times, and I have... Um, uh, I've preached this a couple times, even wrote a booklet on it, but it's, it's just something that I think we all need and I need. And the title of the subject is called Feelings, Nothing More Than Feelings. Feelings, Nothing More Than Feelings. So I want you to think about that thought as we develop that in the scriptures tonight. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, <clears throat> that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And it says, And had taken the women captives, their wives that, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David's men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. You know, we have to realize there at times in life, life is filled with tears, friend. Life is filled with unexpected difficulty and hardship. Don't think, listen, you know what that tells us? It tells us the word of God is true, not that the word of God isn't true. Man is born into trouble as the sparks fly upward. We're told to expect trouble. There will be trouble. Why are we so surprised? Why do we question God when really it authenticates his word? Trouble. Anyhow, we'll move on. And he says this, and David's two wives were taken captives and Ahanaon, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. Have you ever been greatly distressed? For the people spake of stoning him. Did you ever have trouble upon trouble? It says, the billows over me roll. They, the, I, I, my wives, my children, and then the, my, my fellow soldiers are coming against me one wave after another. He says that because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. 
But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Wow. But grief, emotional pain, we're all subject to it, friend. But they're feelings. And that's all they are. It, it, none of his grief uh, lessened the sovereignty of God. None of his grief uh, brought down his omnip- omnipotence, his omniscience, his immutability, his love, his grace. None of that was affected through his grief. They're just feelings. And I thank the Lord for them. Don't get me wrong. All feelings are not wrong. God's given us tears. To, it's almost like the spout of the soul. They're healthy. It's okay. But don't base your theology off of them. Don't base your view of God off of them. It'll mess you up. Mess you up. Turn, if you would, to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Here, once again, a a psalm of David here. And if you look at Psalm 42, when I remember these things, well, look at verse. We'll look at verse one. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. Do you see that? Weeping, emotion, inner pain. He's not crying because he has he has a his vertebrae is you know his disc is a there's some emotional hurt and turmoil here he's dealing with. And he says, while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. In other words, those who are his friends turned on him. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Look what he says. Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I should praise him for the help of his countenance. Sometimes you got to talk yourself through it. Biblically. David here wades through deep grief of emotional pain. And he looks to the living God. He says in Psalm 143 how his spirit is overwhelmed. There's times, friend, that you're going to, yes, you're going to experience discouragement, maybe depression, maybe being downtrodden. You'll have emotions of worry and fear and loneliness. There are times in, uh, in the ministry, if they had, I had so many people, but there's just some other times of loneliness. Loneliness doesn't mean you're around a crowd of people. You can be lonely in a crowd of people. And they're just feelings. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Now here's what I want you to think about too. The Bible says this in Proverbs 28 verse 26. Here it is. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. He that trusteth in his own heart is a what? As a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. He that trusteth in his own heart. I've said this before. We live in a Disneyland theology. 
Your young people, if they listen to these kinds of things and worldly things, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Oh, did you follow your heart? Hey, don't follow your heart. The Bible says it is deceitful above all things. It is desperately wicked. Here's what I'm saying. Sometimes you and I are going to have emotions and feelings. And they'll speak to us and tell us God doesn't care and he doesn't love us and he's not with us. or Whatever it is. And they're just emotions and they're just feelings. They're not foundational. They're not truth. They lie. They lie. My heart lies. Listen, the greatest enemy I have is the one I saw in the mirror today. The ugliest guy I saw in the mirror today. But nonetheless, the greatest foe is me. The heart is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Are you trusting your own heart? Don't trust your heart for theology. Now watch it. Too many people, too many Christians have ruined their lives because they've followed their heart. Because they followed their feelings. It just felt right. I just feel so good when I'm with them. Do they love God? Do they honor God? I just feel... We, that, it, they're just feelings. Put that off the table. What's right and what's wrong? How many people ruin their lives? Their marriages? Pastors, whatever. Counseling and they... They get this emotional connection... Men, women at work, this emotional bond, run. It's just a feeling. How many folks have left their spouses? Can I say this? Watch it. How many people have taken their own lives? Because they never thought they would get over that dark cloud. And that feeling of utter hopelessness, they never thought they'd get over it. And they took their own lives. And it was a feeling. And they forgot about their family who loved them. And their friends who loved them. And maybe folks at school that loved them and cared for them. They believed their feelings. Feelings are liars. Fool trusteth in his heart. How many folks have ended up in an illicit relationship? They followed their feelings. Anger, loneliness. Oh, oh no, somebody hurt you. Somebody hurt. You know what I've decided in, in life? And I've, you know, as a pastor, this and that, you get hurt. And the, you know what? I, and I just thought about this. I said, you know, there's been a time, not meaning to, but there's been a time I've hurt a few people. I didn't mean to. Been a time or two. Uh, that's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, you know, um, you know, don't think too much of your servant when he kind of curses you. You've said a few things you shouldn't be saying either. You know, you, you know it's, it's, we're guilty too. Those feelings of hurt. The feeling of betrayal. Have, have you been hurt? Are you still living in that hurt? It happened ten years ago, man. Five years. Still, still you know what? A good Christian will not be, is not good when their hurts if they become like an archaeologist, always digging up the past. 
Don't be, don't be an archaeologist with your hurts, always digging up the past. Fear, over well, that sudden fear. Just watch the news. Fear, I'm afraid, I'm getting COVID. It's not COVID, it's Iran. It's not Iran, it's some guy in a basement. I'm scared, you know. You'll get that. Um, <laughs> depression, discouragement, grief, worry, guilt. Some of us walk around with guilt. We're saved. We've confessed everything we know to confess, but we still have this dark cloud of guilt. Guess what it is? It's a feeling. It doesn't mean it's fact. It doesn't mean it's right, but you feel it. Okay, let's move on. Hopelessness, frustration, disappointment, feelings of failure, whatever it is. Now to all feelings, obviously, are sin. God has made us emotional beings. However, they become sin when we allow them to control our lives and allow them to operate freely in our mind, and they control us. You know, I tell you this, depression is not sin. But when someone who has a depressed spirit, you may or may not go through it, and I feel bad for anybody who does. I've had my valleys too. Uh, you know, when we obey that depression so that it keeps me from doing what I ought to do, then it's sin. But being depressed, being grieved, that's not sin. It's when it controls me, that's when it becomes sin. When it keeps me from obedience, that's when it becomes sin. Feelings are so powerful. People are changing their spouses. They're changing their genders. They're changing their faith. They're changing their reasoning. They're changing their integrity because of feelings. They are so powerful. They are so capable of deception. How many folks have entered into eternity, friend? Because they felt good about their religion. Because they felt good about their righteousness. They felt good about their reasoning. The Mormons have this saying, I, I know it's true. Well, Mr. Mormon, how do you know it's true? There's this contradiction with the Book of Mormon and the Bible. How do you know it's true? I have this burning in my breast. That could have been bad pizza last night, friend. That's not Bible truth. I have this burr, I have this feel. You can't base your soul on a feeling. I remember uh, dealing with a young person. They were in a, if you could work with me here, an unnatural relationship. And I began to talk to the person about it. And they were stunned and angry and this and that. And this is what the person said to me. How can something that feels so right be what? Be wrong. Because feelings is not the foundation of what's right and wrong. Because our feelings are not, that's not the plumb line, that's not the standard. It's the word of God. Feelings. David was greatly distressed. The people spake of stoning him. But he turned to God. He didn't allow his emotion to overrun the fact of who the Lord was. Let those tears, and you'll have them, and they're not wrong to have. Let those tears and that broken heart and those fears and those doubts 
bring you to the feet of your Savior. But don't change your theology over them. Don't change the biblical view of who God is over them. They're liars. They're just feelings. I've talked to folks, you have too, and we've been these folks. Well, I just feel, you know, when I've been done marriage counseling, I just feel, well, I just feel, and I just feel. It's not about feelings, man. It's about the facts. Just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Maybe some of us need to repent. And I've had to do this many times, of allowing our feelings, our emotions, to rule our emotions. You're not called to a feeling, friend. I'm not called to a feeling. We're not called to feel good. We're not called to be high on emotions or always be excited without sorrow. Many men of God were riddled with bad feelings. Look at the life of Moses and Jeremiah and David and Peter. Many men, uh, many great men of God have suffered with overwhelming feelings of failure and discouragement and depression. Charles Spurgeon said, it happened when he was 24 years old, he said. He said, my spirits were sunken so low, I would weep by the hour like a child. And yet I knew not what I wept for. He says he called it causeless depression, shapeless, undefinable, yet all-beclouding hopelessness that cannot be reasoned with. That's what he said. John Wesley would get so depressed, he would question his salvation after being in ministry for decades and seeing revival used through his ministry. He said, am I saved or not? You know. Even the Lord Jesus Christ was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I may be wrong about this. I don't think so. I want you to think about this. <clears throat> I want you to think about, I've never been, thank the Lord, a drug addict or anything, but it's, it's, it's closer than you think. And... I honestly think it's all about me. It's all about feelings. It's all about making me feel good. It's so egocentric. I remember talking to a lady just this last week. She says, my daughter is a drug addict. She goes, if I was on the living room right here having a heart attack, my daughter, who's a drug addict, would walk over me get, and rifle through my purse for the net, for, to get some money so I can... So she can get high again. I think the root of drug and alcohol is this selfish, I've got to feel good. I don't want to feel pain. Listen, if you're breathing, there's just going to be pain. It's part of the process. Just are, 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 we, are we willing to allow it to bring us closer to Jesus, you see? Let those tears be a tool to bring us close to God. Let that broken heart be a tool to get close to the Lord. Let that someone hurt you okay. Let it be that, that instrument that brings you closer to the Lord Jesus. I'm going to say something shocking to some. Your happiness 
and your good feelings are not the most important thing in the universe. Are you and I willing to put them on the altar and not make feeling good my chief aim in life, but make the glory of God the chief aim in life? Americans' great pursuit is I want to feel good. It's all about feelings. Listen, in America, we've lost our rationale. We're an emotional people. It's all about emotion. You, it, it, listen, it doesn't matter. Give fact after fact after fact. It doesn't matter. It's not about facts. It's not about right and wrong. It's emotion. We can't even call people by their genders anymore. We're going to hurt their little psyche. I remember, um, I remember uh, in, in New York State when, when Donald Trump got elected, it's not political, just saying when he got elected, they had to send puppy, puppies to the state college because some people were just so hurt that he got elected and hurt just so distraught. Do you need a puppy today? It's grow up time, friend. Forget those feelings. This is the truth. The word of God is what we base our life on. Not how you feel, not how I feel. Can I say, look, the quickest way to depression is a preoccupation with yourself. You want to get depressed and discouraged? Just think about you all the time. Just make it all about you. Would you turn to Acts chapter 20? I want to show you this. Acts 20, please. Acts chapter 20. I want you to see this. This ought to be our testimony. This will help you. This will just help you. Jesus said in Matthew 16, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Doesn't he say that? For if a man wants to save his life, if he saves his life, he'll lose it. And if he loses his life, next three words, for, you're getting a Bible memory verse. I do that, Brother Harry. Uh, for my sake, you'll find it. Lose your life in Jesus. Not about your feelings. Not about us feeling good. It's about us serving God. And then when you give up your life and say, my chief aim in life is not me and not my comfort and not the lack of pain. It's about him. You'll find your life. That's when the joy, that's when the peace, that's when those biblical feelings will come. Check this out. Unbelievable. Acts 20, 24, and none of these things move me. What's none of these things? Verse 23, bonds and afflictions, just hardship, just getting beaten up. None, I love that. Now watch it. None of these things move me. How about you? What moves you? I mean, out of the way. David says, I shall not be greatly moved. Then he goes on to say, I shall not be moved. He, Paul says, these things don't move me. I'm focused. I'm Christ-centered. I'm, 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 this is where I'm heading. I'm pressing toward the mark. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. I press toward the mark. Then he says this. I love this. This is huge right here, folks. None of these things, the pain, the suffering, what I'm going, doesn't move me. I'm focused. And he says this. I mean, this is critical. Neither... Count I my life dear unto myself. You know how powerful that statement is. My life, my life is caught up in Jesus' life. My life is all about him. My life is not valuable to me. It's whatever he wants to do. That is unbelievable. 
That is unbelievable. That is not preoccupation with self, my friend. But that is a Christian experience. So that I may finish my course with what? With what? Help me in the text. Joy. <laughs> you say, Paul must have had no joy. No, no, no. My life isn't dear to me, but man, I got joy. My life is wrapped up in the Savior's life and the Savior's purpose. Let me give you a few areas that feelings should have no say in. We'll move quickly. First of all, feelings, nothing more than feelings. They should not have say in our worship. They should not have say in our worship. You remember the story of Job that he, he, all those four things came upon him, lost his wealth, lost his kid, all this here. And he says he rent his mantle, he shaved his head, he fell upon the ground, and what did he do? He worshipped. Man, that's something else. What I'm saying is that difficulty and tears and emotional heartbreak does not have to rob us of worship. He lost just about everything except his awe of God. He said, how can I worship? Look at all my problems. You're not thinking on the Lord. He said, naked came out of my mother's womb, and naked I'm, going, I'm leaving, you know. He's, ta- he's given, he's taken away. It's him to give. And, can I tell you? It's his to give. It's his to take away in that journey. It's up to him. But blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this did Job uh, charge not with God foolishly. Spurgeon said this, O dear friend, when thy grief presses thee to the very dust, worship there. Worship there. That is, through our tears, God is still great. And through our losses, God is still deserving of all. Through my discouragement, through my depression, I can still sing how great thou art. Don't let emotion overrule your worship. Don't let those ill feelings rob you how great God is. Listen, we can't change our feelings. Right? I mean, they just come upon us. But our feelings don't have to change us. Not only worship, but joy. Quickly, joy. Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. And again, I say rejoice. He said, well, man, I mean, come on. It's pretty easy for some people. He was in prison. He was in a Roman prison. It wasn't fun. But he had the joy of the Lord. Don't surrender your joy to grief. Do you know this? Do you know this in the Bible? Sorrowing. Yet always rejoicing, Paul the Apostle says. Do you realize that sorrow and joy can inhabit the same heart? Joy and sorrow can inhabit the same heart. You may have sorrow and grief and tears. It's natural. We're born into trouble. Don't lose the joy of the Lord. Don't lose the joy of who He is. We're told to rejoice in the Lord. We're told to rejoice in His salvation. We're told to rejoice in His word. Rejoice in the atonement. Rejoice in His coming. Those are things we're supposed to be rejoicing in. They'll never change. Feelings come and feelings go. Feelings are deceiving. My trust is in the word of God. Not else is worth believing. Martin Luther wrote. Has your... Emotions, the difficult thing you're going to rob you of worship, rob you of joy. How about this, robbed you of thanksgiving? 
In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Giving thanks, how often? Always for all things unto God and Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always. Always. Our praise is not to be subjected to our feelings. It's called, in Hebrews 13, it's called the sacrifice of praise. That is our, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. It's a sacrifice at times. What's that mean? It's easy when I just worship God up on the mountaintop. I had this great answer to prayer. This is awesome. But how about, man, when my prayers aren't answered, heaven is brassy. I mean, I am just lowering a snake's belly. And I just say, Lord, thank you for who you are and for all you've done for me. That is a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to try to be a blessing in this. Uh, I've told folks, think of the three tenses for thankfulness. I think this could help you. The three tenses for thankfulness. Here's what I'm saying. Number one, be thankful for what you used to have. You may not have it. Maybe you had a marriage and it was, went 40 years or however long, and you just had something special. Thank God for that. Not everybody gets that. Or you had a friendship, and uh, Brother Bill, and me, we had a ministry. Man, we, were, we rode that wave as long as we could, right, Brother Bill? We rode that wave. Thank you, Lord. I got to preach. Thank you, Lord. I got to minister and be in people's lives as often as I... Thank you. It's not here now, but I had that. What can you thank, for, thank God for? Maybe it's not... I had some health. I had some strength. I used to have... I didn't have it anymore. But I could thank God for what I did have. And I can thank the Lord for what I do have. You got listen, you saved, you're a gazillionaire. You're born again. You've got the forgiveness of sins. We can't put a price tag on that thing. How do you put a price tag on that? You're, you're, the riches of his grace. How do you put a price tag on that? Just thank God for what you have. Watch it now. Be thankful for what you will have. This old vile body will be changed someday. And like we sang, Brother John, those tears, those sorrow will be no more. What a day that will be. So all I'm going to thank you for what I had, for what I have, and what I will have. That will give you some thankfulness. Don't let your emotions rob you of that. Spurgeon says, it is easy to sing when we can read the notes by daylight. But he is the skillful singer who can sing when there is not a ray of light by which to read. Bible says the sacrifice of praise continually that is the fruit of our lips continually I wonder how we do in that how about this obedience quickly obedience God never conditions our obedience based on our feelings to say I don't feel like it that's what the eight-year-old kid does when you ask him to take out the garbage and you say I understand, but you're going to feel something if that garbage doesn't get out, right? Oh, we're going to be feeling. I mean, but are you willing to lay aside the feelings, not let them control you, and just be obedient to Jesus? I'm like reading history. I read this last book, a huge book. I was telling the Sunday school this morning. It's called Touched by Fire. Just as they took the Solomon Islands 
in World War II in the Pacific and from one island to the other, other island and what these guys went through. I mean, it's unbelievable. One of the worst problems, I mean, we gross here, just dysentery. A day after day, living in the slush and their feet rot and all this, it was crazy. Just brutal. I bet you they didn't feel like it. I bet you they didn't feel like it. I bet you the guys going up uh, the towers, I bet you they didn't feel like it. But we do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it. We repeat this mantra, I don't feel like it. Would you turn to Mark chapter 4, please? Mark chapter 4. I promise you, we're not that far off now. Mark chapter 4, I just want you to see these verses. Because when our obedience, when our joy, when our worship, when our thanksgiving is subject to our feelings, it reveals our immaturity in Christ. The Bible says in Mark 4, 5, look what it says. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. Thought about it, not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because look what it says. This just caught me the last time I read through. It had no depth of earth. And I said to the Lord, I wonder how much depth I've got. I wonder how much depth of earth do I got. Am I like mile wide, half inch deep? You know, what's my depth? And then look, if you would, in verse 16 of the same chapter. He, the Lord Jesus is going to explain this, this, what he's, this parable of the sower, seed and the sower. And he says in verse 16, And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. He's going to explain the no depth of earth. Watch it. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. It's so exciting. Look at the truth. This is awesome. But they have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately, right away, they are offended and they're no more. Hey, listen, when the joy was gone, so were they. When it stopped being fun, they stopped. Can I tell you, Christian maturity means I'm just going to stick it out. It's fun. It's not fun. It's I'm glad. I'm sad. Just going to stick it out. And that means you've got some depth to you. You've got some earth to you. There's something to your, the depth of your walk with God, you see. What's it take to stop you? Evander Holyfield said this. I love this. He goes, everyone has a plan until they're hit. I like that, you know. Oh, I'm going to serve God. You're like, now what do I do, you know? Everybody has a plan until they're hit. Joy, worship, thanksgiving, obedience. David wept and encouraged himself in the Lord. And Elijah, if you remember Elijah in that situation, feared and discouraged himself in Jezebel. Love. How about love? That's not supposed to be feeling-based, you know. No, I know you've heard that. Not from this pulpit, but I know you've heard it. Jesus says, love your enemies. Does that mean you're going to be warm and fuzzy over the people who try to hurt you? It is a commitment to do good to people. And I'm afraid there is massive confusion over love. For God so loved the world, it was not a warm, fuzzy feeling. It was giving his best for, our, for us sinners. 
But God commendeth, he demonstrated his love toward us. While we had sinners, Christ died for us. He gave his best for us. He loved us. He gave his son to die in our place so we wouldn't have to go to hell. He loved us. It was not a feeling. It was a commitment for our betterment. That's love. Hollywood's messed us up. People say today, I fell out of love. I'm just not in love with you. No, what you're saying is you fell out of feeling. That's what happened. You could still love the person without warm, fuzzy feeling. Love is a commitment to do good to another without the need of feelings connected with it. Paul the Apostle says, I will gladly spend and be spent for you. And he says, and this is ministry, folks, the more I love, the less I be loved. He was willing to love folks without being loved back and being loved less. A lot of people go through life. You know how they go through life? I want to go through life to see how unscathed I can be. I don't want to love because that makes me vulnerable. So I'm going to have this barbed wire around my heart, around my life, because I don't, I don't want to be hurt. But here's the thing. To love and to serve Christ, yes, there's going to be great vulnerability. But will you love him enough to expose yourself to it? Will you love him enough to expose yourself to it? Love. Let's move on. Forgiveness. We know that. Forgive them. Right? How many times? 70 times 7. I think that's after the feelings worn off, you know. Forgiveness. You know that forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a commitment to not hold that person responsible anymore for what happened. Someone said forgiveness, uh, forgiveness is not optional but a command. Forgiveness is not a feeling but an act of faith, a definite act of the will to forgive in obedience to God's command. Remember, you can't always forget, but you should no longer be devastated by remembering. We should let God's love and forgiveness cushion the memory until the imprint is gone. A couple things about forgetting, and we're almost done now. You want to forget, we can't, you know, on purpose, can't just forget. But God forgives, and he says this, I will, I will now God's omniscient, but I will remember their iniquities and their sins no more. He chooses not to remember. So, here's help to us. Someone injures you, you're hurt, you've got to give forgiveness. Don't bring it up to them anymore. You remember how you hurt me? Don't bring it up to them anymore. Number two, don't bring it up to others anymore. And number three, don't bring it up to you anymore. When it comes, you tell yourself, I have forgiven this person. I have released them. I'm not going back there. It's not based on feelings. Not based on feelings. A couple truths and we'll be done. Number one, it's often produced by our thoughts. If you've got sloppy thoughts about God, if you have sloppy thoughts, your feelings will be affected. You will have, inner, uh, you have ill feelings. We've got this inner dialogue constantly. The Bible says there's many kinds of voices. 1 Corinthians 14. There's many voices coming at you, including your own, because you talk to yourself constantly throughout the day. What are you saying to you? No one speaks to you more than yourself. And there are times that we're camping on thoughts that we should be casting down. We're coddling thoughts that should be brought into captivity. 
Because oftentimes, the thoughts are the roots and the feelings are the roots. Well, I'm discouraged, I'm discouraged, I'm discouraged. What have you been loading your mind with this last week? What have you been putting in your brain this last week then? And we need to run all of our thoughts through the grid of the Word of God. Feelings should be overcome by the facts of the Word of God. So in closing, to help us out a little bit, focus from your feelings, number one, to the person of God. David encouraged himself in his men. He encouraged himself in the Lord. I like what Lou Holtz said. He said, don't tell people your problems. 80% could care less and 20% are glad you have them. So, yeah. Go to God. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Man, he's your shepherd. He's your father. He's the forgiver of your sins. He's the one that can take your ashes and bring beauty out of it. Man. Number two. I mean, you're down. You're low. You think on the Lord. You get back to remembering and memorizing his promises. And they're there for a reason. You know what we want? We want that pill. We want that McDonald's. We want that quick fix. It's just not how it works oftentimes with emotional pain. Go to the promises of God. That's reality. Remember the power of God. The power of God. They're feelings, folks. They're just nothing more than feelings. Don't let your feelings rob you of serving the Lord and praising the Lord. And I want to do the same thing, worshiping the Lord. Have you, have, has that happened? Well, I just was hurt. We've all been hurt. We must keep pressing forward. We must keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to make it through this journey, I've decided, listen, I may not be running on the way out. I'll walk it. And if I can't walk it, I'm going to be limping this. I'm limping it. If I'm not limping, I'm going to crawl it. If I can't crawl, I'm going to grab onto one of you and say, let's get through. Let's finish this thing, man. Neither count on my life dear on myself. Man, there's, there's more things important in my life. Wow. The Lord Jesus Christ and his will. Lord, we love you. And I thank you, Lord, for the word of God. At the end of the day, that's the basis for everything. Our heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. We should not trust it. You made us emotional, however, we are fallen creatures in vile bodies. And even though our soul is redeemed, our spirit is made alive, our body has not been redeemed yet. Yet we have the down payment. We have to deal with these emotions. I pray we would run them through the grid of the word of God. I pray we would no longer allow them to control us. I pray that our praise would be purified. And our love would, and forgiveness and and, and worship and joy would be purified through our pain and not uh, diminished. Now, Lord, we love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand, brother, with our eyes closed and our heads bowed. Brother Paul, why don't you come? And if the Lord's spoken to you, you want to talk to him, that'd be awesome. Altars are open. Great message tonight. More than a few. We've got to just make sure we're putting everything through the facts of the Word of God. Some powerful, powerful thoughts tonight. The altars are open. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. You come, do business with the Lord. There is
So if my daughter has a full sheet, you know that was a lot of information right there. And a lot of good information. Things we need to hear. Things we need to be reminded of. We're not always going to want to feel like it. In fact, most of the time we probably don't feel like it. And that alarm goes off in the morning. It's another week. We have an opportunity to serve the Lord. And what do we want to do? We want to snooze as many times as we possibly can. We're not jumping out of bed or rearing to go. I like that, man. Get your focus off yourself. And start to focus on what's important. We're going to have a self, selfless, more Christ-centered approach to everything that we do. That's what the world's going to see a difference in us, is when we start to live more like Him and put our time and our energy. But what a great message. Go back and listen to that again. I think you'll see what I'm saying. There's a whole series in there. Great stuff. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I want to mention this while I'm thinking about it before everybody starts coming with their announcements. This is our last service with Brother uh, Zach Frederick and Rodney. I don't know if Rodney's with us tonight. Uh, Rodney's in the sound booth. Sarah Davis. Um, so we have a, a slew of people here. We have Leanne back here as well. Or uh, what's it? Alyssa. We also have uh, Brandon if he makes it back from Haiti. Um, he, he will also be going. And so I know Ruthie's already gone. So we've got a lot of kids that are going off. I want you to think about them, pray for them, and send them cash and cookies. All right? That's just what every college kid needs when they're gone. They need care packages and lots of love from their home church. And uh, we're excited about them, but we'll miss them. A lot of these uh, young people have places of service, obviously. Uh, junior church and up here, sound booths, all over, all over our ministry. So we'll need to plug in people in those spots. Um, but we'll miss them, but glad they're going to Christian education and further education. Brother Harry Mills, you come, and then we'll get ready for some, for some announcements. Oh, you may be seated. And gentlemen, if you will come with our offering plates as we 
receive our offering this evening. Let's pray. Father, again, as we have heard already, we cannot trust our feelings. We can only trust in you and what you've promised. And you promised, Lord, that if we be faithful, you will certainly bless. So we ask your blessing to be upon our tithes and our offerings as we uh, offer them up to you this evening as a, a gift from our heart because of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may pass those plates. Our Bible memory verse. We've been doing this for over two years now, uh, which means uh, once a week, uh, that amounts to well over a hundred different Bible memory verses. And if you'd, you know, just tried to do a couple of those, that uh, would be significant for you to be able to share. But with this is a verse that we hear all the time, but we need to really commit it because God makes a promise in this, this portion. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, the Great Commission, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And here's the promise. Yes. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. To the end of this age, God promises to be walking right along with us when we go, when we share, when we lead people to follow Christ as Christians through baptism, through living the Christ life. This is a memory verse worth keeping with us always. All right, what a blessing tonight, Brother Gigino and your wife, Amy. What a blessing to be right here with us. We're so thankful for both of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody all right? All right, here's the deal. Pastor Paul brought us donuts tonight. I made all that up, but I wish he would. Anybody with me? Wish Pastor Paul would just bring us donuts here one of these days. All right. Here's the deal. We have that Master Club worker training this Wednesday, Mr. C's room, 7 o'clock. Any questions about that, please see Miss Kim or Brother Dwayne with that, okay? Florida Family Summit this Saturday. The choir is singing. I had a couple of people talk to me about joining, and they both had awful voices, so they're not going to be singing with us. I'm just kidding with that as well. They're both going to be singing with us. And if you'd like to join our choir and come talk to me before Saturday, I'd love to have you come hang out with us, all right? Choir, you're going to be meeting with me half an hour before that 1 o'clock service starts. So 1230, I'll see you on Saturday, okay? Now, do you play the keyboard? Do you play guitar? Do you play one of the instruments? Come talk to me and we'll get you set up. We'll get you on practices and we're excited about that today. Also on Tuesday night. What's happening on Tuesday nights around here? Visitation. Come be part of that every Tuesday, rain or shine. We're here at 6 o'clock. Come to Barnard Hall and come hang out with us. And let's go tell this world that Jesus loves them. Brother Clint. Two things. Uh, make sure you're praying for the school as we get into our first full week 
we've got a lot of full classes. Every one of our teachers have full classrooms and a handful of students, so pray for them. Uh, pray for students, pray for health, pray, pray for well-being, and uh, pray for us each to put God first in every situation. Second thing is Tuesday night, after you go with your soul winning partner, then come over to Panda Express, and uh, you can participate in the first fundraiser of the year for the school. We've remodeled a couple of classrooms. We've added a couple of whiteboards here and there. We could use a little bit of funds, and so we're doing our first fundraiser of the year. That is Tuesday. You can actually go as early as 11.30 a.m., and it ends at 9.30 p.m. So what you do is you walk in, and you just let them know that when you purchase your meal, you would like to have some of those funds contributed towards Community Christian Academy, and uh, they'll just ring that up a certain way, and a certain amount of those proceeds will go towards the school. So go get your sweet fire chicken and your orange chicken and all of those things that you get from Panda Express down here, uh, US 19 and Park. So that's it for tonight. Please stand. We're going to go out. Have a good evening.